The 55th Super Bowl is this weekend. 55, and a game this big deserves a big prize, not just some trophy. DraftKings, the official fantasy sports partner of Super Bowl 55, has up to $55 million in total prizes up for grabs with their Super Bowl prediction pool. How's that for big? All you have to do to get your share on these huge prizes is enter DraftKings' free Super Bowl prediction challenge. Once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize up to $25,000. And if you have the most predictions correct, you could win the top prize of $1 million. Download the app now, enter the free prediction challenge, answer questions like who will score last, and boom, get ready to make it rain. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to its players since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to enter the free $55 million Super Bowl prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize of up to $25,000 just for playing. So use promo code THPN now and enter the free $55 million Super Bowl challenge. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crosshaw with me as always. Chase, how you doing today, bud? I'm doing uh, pretty good, actually. Uh, we got some good video game news that we'll, we'll mention here on the show. So uh, I'm pretty happy about that, even though it's a little bit away. Uh, but other than that, it's really been the highlight of my day. Um, oh, and can't forget, got Chick-fil-A yesterday. Uh, opened up right you know, right by our house last week, finally. And, you know, I, I haven't had Chick-fil-A around me you know, ever in my life. So it, it was a pretty good treat yesterday. Hell yeah. Very exciting for that. I, I'm just pumped because up at school, there's one near me. But whenever I came home, I was always lacking Chick-fil-A. Happy that it's finally here by uh, our house. But today's been a really productive day for me. You know, I uh, did my laundry. I showered. I did a lot of homework, a lot of homework. Uh, one of my classes, I have to like watch a TV show and then like read an article about the TV show and then do a quiz about the TV show. And then I have to watch like a 50 minute lesson about the TV show and then do a discussion board about it. And, uh, it's a lot, <laughs> and, but we got all that done. So, uh, very happy about that. And also had Chipotle today and I did not remember how hot the Tomatillo red salsa was it like, it was burning my face. Oh, it, it's spicy stuff. It's pretty good. Um, when we were at uh, Chris Brown's house, like last weekend, watch, watching the football games, um, we got Chipotle. We ordered for delivery, and um, I, I got like extra of that sauce on there, so it was just loaded up with it. And like I knew how spicy it was, but like at the same time, kind of forgot that it was that level of spicy. Um, so you know, I kind of loaded up on it. I was dying a little bit, but it, it it's good. It's good stuff. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. So on tap for the Bolts broadcast today, everyone, we are going to be talking a little bit about the Super Bowl because it is Super Bowl week. Uh, Got to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the Super Bowl is also being hosted in Tampa Bay. Uh, going to talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl. Uh, then we're going to do a game review. Only one game to look back on. That's between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Nashville Predators and Chase I mean, we were right. We predicted a 2-0 sweep for our Tampa Bay Lightning over the Preds. That was the case. We'll talk about that a little bit more later on. After the commercial break comes up, we're going to be talking about that video game news that Chase mentioned, talking about COVID and how games continue to get canceled slash rescheduled. Uh, Also going to be talking about a couple trade candidates. So a lot of good stuff coming up on this episode, but we'll start off with the Super Bowl. It is Super Bowl weekend. I imagine that everyone listening to the show knows that, is into it, is ready to watch the Super Bowl, especially if you're down in Tampa right now with the Super Bowl being hosted there. It's going to be a great weekend. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, some fans are going to go. You know, so some frontline healthcare workers are. Uh, they get to go for free. That's awesome for them. They get to witness the Super Bowl. They get to witness their hometown team because I, I think they're all from Tampa. I don't know for sure, but they get to witness their hometown team at their hometown stadium. Uh, it, it's just it's crazy. It's awesome. Good for them. Uh, it, it should be a one hell of a game. I'm, I'm super excited to watch it. Uh, we, we might do something fun. Might go actually watch it at a movie theater. Uh, just an idea that Mike threw out there. Who knows if that will for sure happen. But regardless, should be a hell of a game. Uh, you know, I, I really am shocked with what Tom Brady has done with the Bucks this year. I thought it was going to be kind of an adjustment one year. Get used to a new coach, new offense because because let's be honest, these two guys, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, they're very different people where like Tom Brady's more like a Bill Belichick. So the fact that it works so well so quickly is kind of shocking. Yeah, and it's obviously worked out tremendously. They're in the Super Bowl going up against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, the reigning Super Bowl champs. But just wanted to go back to the movie theater thing. Uh, I talked to Davey a little bit, one of our buddies, uh, and he called Imagine or sent him a message or something, and Imagine said, yeah, the the one near us, that yeah, they are doing it. It's 16 bucks for uh, the ticket, a beer, and a chicken tender basket. So uh, quite, a, okay. quite a deal. You know, you got uh, the beer, you got the food, and the big screen with the game on it. Uh, it'll be pretty exciting uh, if that is the route we go. I know Davey also talked about maybe um, going out to a restaurant or something because they are not they are now open at 25% capacity in Michigan. And, geez, it's the first time since November, I think. So either way, it's going to be a fun Super Bowl night. Uh, excited for it. And... There's a, there's a lot of really good storylines here. So, obviously, Tom Brady being in the 10th Super Bowl of his career. That's crazy. Uh, doing it for the first time with a new team. But there's also storylines like former Steelers players going head-to-head in the Super Bowl with A.B. and Lev Bell. There's also storylines like the former best tight end in the league, Gronk, against the current best tight end in the league with Kittle. So, uh, there's a lot of really Kelsey. good storylines Kelsey, yep. <laughs> um, there's a lot of good story. I mean, sorry, I've got I've got Kittle on my fantasy team, so hard not to think that. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of good storylines. I'm very excited to see what happens. Uh, if any of you guys are in the Tampa area and you are around all the Super Bowl happenings, I would love to hear what's going on down there. It's probably super exciting. The last time it was over here in Michigan was 2006, six. Seven? six? 
Yeah, it was, that, it was six, uh, yeah. The, the year the Steelers won? We were, no, 2006 was, I don't know, I don't know. A- anyways, we are, we were way too young for that at the time, so let us know what's happening over in Tampa if you guys are there, but uh, Chase, unless there's any other Super Bowl talk you want to talk about, uh, we can get into a game review here. Yeah, um, just want to like clarify what we, we just talked about. It was 2006, February 5th, 2006. The Steelers beat the Seahawks 21 to 10. Heinz Ward was the MVP, but good other than that. Cool. All right, moving on to the game review. This was on Monday, the Predators versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, some games coming up. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday, so we've yet to see the Red Wings game on Wednesday night uh, and the Red Wings game on Friday night, of course. Um, and then our next game isn't until Monday, so we'll do a, a new game preview in next Monday's episode. Um, but only game to cover here, Predators versus the Lightning. Uh, we started off really hot, put up the first four goals of the game, uh, and they really couldn't do anything. They couldn't come back. So a 5-2 finish for our Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, no, it, it was it was a good effort by Tampa. I mean, it was a game where really, you know, once you get off to that quick lead, especially with uh, the lead that they had, it, it's kind of hard for Nashville to really make a like, fight to come back into it. Uh, it was a close game when you look at it statistically, but like, Tampa, you know, they, they capitalize on their opportunities a lot more. Someone that we've talked about a lot with this team, uh, they're, they're not always going to be out shooting, uh, but they, they get those grade A chances and they capitalize on them a lot more often than most teams do. Uh, and, you know, when, when your superstars players, you know, like like Pilat and Point are scoring and, you know, Yanni Gordy had two goals as well. Like that's that's what you kind of need, especially, you know, when, when you had a guy like Kucherov off out, excuse me, you really need these top guys to step up, kind of take his spot and then you know, get that supplemental depth scoring. And that's what Tama's been able to do in their wins so far. Everyone's really just clicked really well in their wins. Um, there hasn't really been anybody who struggled too horribly. And, you know, hopefully we can just keep things rolling. Yeah, absolutely. And Chase and I mentioned in the last game between the Nashville Predators and the Tampa Bay Lightning that it was a really chippy game, over 60 minutes of penalties. Uh, This game was not the same. You know, we were hoping for that, but it was not uh, only 14 minutes of penalties, a a lot more discipline amongst the two teams. I'm sure both coaches went into the locker room after the first game and you know, chewed their ass out saying, what the hell are we doing? We can't be giving up seven or five power plays to the other team. Uh, We got to figure this thing out. And it seemed like they did that. Unfortunately, it was less fun for the viewer, but uh, it it was still a good game and lightning took it and looked really good. So uh, that puts us at five, one and one chase. That's a, a, a pretty nice spot in the standings there. Yeah, you know, it's kind of where we expected to be, being in this division, uh, clearly being the best roster within the division. So it's good that, you know, we're performing the way we're supposed to. There's going to be some point in the season where there's a little bit of a skid, um, you know. I'll talk about a little more, like, the COVID rescheduling stuff, but Tampa's going to be playing pretty much every other day uh, at this point going forward the rest of the season. That's a lot of hockey to be played. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be tired guys. So hopefully they can just stay as healthy as possible, stay as fresh as possible, and, you know, keep up what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And make sure to look out for middle of February when we will be playing the Florida Panthers. Currently, the Panthers are in first in the division, 11 points through six games, and we are second, 11 points through seven games. So it'll be a good matchup. We always talk about bowling, little brother, but uh, right now, Panthers looking really hot. So we'll be excited to see what happens when we play them in the middle of February. But um, before we move on to our next couple of topics, including the NHL start 
Cigars of the Month. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. We'll see you right after this. And now, the starting lineup for your Blue Notes podcast. Tom Franklin and the man called Wags. Hello and welcome to Blue Notes. I am one half of your Blue Notes team, Tom Franklin, joined by my teammates, the man called Wags. And we are your home for St. Louis Blues coverage on the Hockey Podcast Network. And that includes expert analysis, whether it's at Enterprise Center. When you're fighting for spots for the playoffs, one or two points could make the difference. And we'll be looking back at games like tonight here at Enterprise Center as lost opportunities. Or at home. Penalties, that was a big, big piece. You know, you're wearing down some of your best players because they're out on the, the ice for so many penalty kill opportunities. Just a complete breakdown. Blues first round pick, Jake Neighbors. Braden Chan texted me, and then uh, the head coach, Craig Brube, reached out as well, and um, Ryan O'Reilly as well. And then um, the next day on day two of the draft, uh, Tarasenko FaceTimed me. So uh, that was pretty cool. (laughs) And we're the only hockey podcast in the Hockey Podcast Network to have a Hawaiian hockey correspondent. The Hawaii Blues fan, Guy Bensing. In true Dan Kelly fashion, Dan Kelly says, F you, Keaton. I know who's the starting pitcher for game four of the World Series. You damn well know who the starting goalie is for game four of the NHL season. And then walked away. And we have a musician, too. Not only is he responsible for this fat beat you're listening to right now, but he has also performed absolute works of art. And it seems to me you played the game with a candle to your ear, never wanting to leave the eyes when the pain set in. So check out Blue Notes wherever you get your podcasts from. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. I'm Tom Franklin reminding you to not be a chump, listen to Blue Notes, and always play to the whistle. A reminder that you can follow Blue Notes on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Blue Notes Pod. I'm the voice of the blues, Tom Calhoun. All right, and we are back. And Chase, first thing we got to talk about. You and I are so very excited. Uh, We wanted to talk about Tampa stuff first to let all the fans know that, uh, uh, know what they needed to know right off the bat, but uh, something that you and I are just absolutely excited for. It cannot wait any longer. EA Sports is bringing back college football. Yeah, it's fantastic, dude. I mean, we've been waiting since 2013 when uh, NCAA 14 came out the last game. Uh, you know, the whole Edel Banning case kind of, you know, next the uh, opportunity for EA to keep making those games. But now they're finally able to yet again. Um, as of right now, it seems like it's going to be kind of a generic football game. I I, I would assume they're still going to have like the actual college teams, but the players and like their, their likeness, kind of like in the last game where, you know, QB number 15 would be whoever and they'd have the same exact stats. You know, it, it's not going to be the same case. It'll just be completely random. Um, but they are working on a deal. Hopefully they can get it within the next year or two because the game should be out in the next two to three years where they can add those players in and make it just like, you know, the old games were maybe even more revamped than the old games. Yeah, and I'm pumped. I even tweeted out with the news that 
all the memories of being back in eighth grade during Thanksgiving break, playing just hours upon hours of NCAA 10. Yeah, I'm that old. Uh, They were all just flooding back, and I just so giddy, so excited to have this here. However, my bank account isn't as excited because now that just adds another game that I have to buy every single year. Yeah, but as you said in our group chat, that and I will be the show now that it's coming to Xbox. Just really got to make sure to get all the sports games now. It's it's rough. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And hey, maybe like last night when we were on Xbox complaining about how uh, it just doesn't seem like there's many games to play right now. We're kind of bored. Hopefully with these two new arrivals, even though they may hurt the bank account a little bit, hopefully they will increase the joy of playing video games. Because, Chase, you talked about how you really haven't been in love with any video games for, geez, a couple of years now. Maybe, I think you said eight years last night? Yeah, you know, that's just kind of a number I threw out. Um, honestly, probably the last game that I remember playing like religiously and enjoying just every single second of it, never hating a second of it was the original Red Dead Redemption. I know there's games after that where I I enjoyed playing, but would get tired of. Um, But like nowadays, the games last few years, you know, I can play them for a couple hours. It's like, okay, I'm just, I'm just sick of this shit already. And then, you know, I'll, I'll choose to just sit on my phone for a couple hours instead of playing video games. It's, it's a little sad. I don't know exactly what's changed. It, It could be just me. It could be the video games. Uh, but there's definitely something, you know, that changed. And it's, it isn't something that I get, I just, that I feel, you know, I, I see this uh, on whether it's Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, what, whatever. I see people that kind of share similar sentiments to me. So that's why I don't think it's just a me thing. But who, who the hell knows what it actually is? Yeah, absolutely. And I want to give a quick shout out to Nasher. Obviously, if you are big in the hockey gaming community, you'll know who Nasher is. He put out a little TikTok saying that GM Connected should be back. And he's been one of the main guys fighting for GM Connected to come back because back in NHL 13, they introduced it. NHL 14, it actually worked pretty damn well. And then they just got rid of it completely, and it seems like it's been forever since the NHL community has been pounding on the doors of EA saying, let's bring back NH or GM Connected. And, you know, we're two of those guys. Oh, yeah, big time. If that if NHL, like, had GM Connected or did something even, like, similar to what Madden Franchise does, uh, I, I would play the hell out of the game. It'd be the only thing I'd play. Like, like me, me, you and John, you know, we do our own little uh, franchise challenge things. But man, if we could just play against each other, though, the whole time, like it, it would. I don't think we'd ever get off. Yeah, it'd definitely be awesome. But let's sidetrack the gaming talk for just a second and talk about COVID and how some more games have been rescheduled. And it's it's just a, a heartache every time you see one of these notifications pop up. Yeah, it's brutal. It just keeps happening and happening and happening. You know, like a team like Vegas, our old coaching staff was going under quarantine. Um, the Buffalo game tonight was canceled. It's it's just everything is just, you know, it seems like it's, it's not, I don't want to say it's falling apart because the NHL is doing a good job of rescheduling these games and keeping guys safe. But it, it's the, the cook, the cookies slowly come crumbling. I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, it, it really it sucks to see because I don't want to like take any chance of the season having to get canceled or postponed for any reason. Uh, I don't want to see games just loaded down to the back end because uh, if it say a team you know they go on a big stretch where they can't play for like two three weeks and they have to miss like four to six games at least or whatever maybe even more than that and they just have to throw them out at the end of the season right before playoffs like that's just a disadvantage. If they have to play like four games in five days and then get right into playoffs, they're gonna be beat up. 
Yeah, there's nothing worse than a crumbly cookie. So uh, <laughs> if <laughs> if this continues on its uh, current track, that's uh, definitely going to be a struggle for teams and the NHL as a whole. So hopefully um, we can get a little bit of clearance, maybe a, a month or at least a couple weeks where there's no rescheduled games. I think that would be an absolute blessing. So that's what we're hoping for. We'll have to see if that actually happens. Uh, not likely at this point, but uh, we digress. So, Chase, we'll also talk about Tony D'Angelo, Victor Mete, Vince Dunn, and maybe Eric Brandstrom being trade candidates. Yeah, so Tony D'Angelo, he's not playing for the Rangers ever again, so he's someone who's going to be for sure on the move. Victor Mete, he requested a trade recently. Uh, Vince Dunn, he's been being shot for a little bit. Uh, I just saw something today, though. That apparently Pittsburgh was close on something with him before uh, GMJR stepped down. So I don't know if that involved Latang going there or something. I don't know if they have the cap for that. But regardless, they were close to getting fenced out in Pittsburgh, but that didn't happen. Um, and then Eric Brantrum came out today that um, apparently the coaching staff in Ottawa, they're not a big fan of him. Um, so they're, they're kind of just, they're not really giving him a chance to do his thing, which is kind of a waste because well, what's the point of that Mark Stone trade then if you're just not going to use the main piece of that, of that trade, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I completely understand that. I mean, was it last night or two nights ago as of recording, they lost eight to five to the Edmonton Oilers. And apparently the defense looked absolutely terrible. I wasn't able to see the game, Um, but Twitter was just in an uproar about how bad the defense was. And people were like, how is Eric Branstrom not a part of this defense. How has he not made it onto this defensive core? Cause it's just so bad. So, um, Hey, if, if for some reason the coaching staff isn't playing their best available players, if Brandstrom should be in that lineup, which I'm not sure how his progression is going. I'm not on the ice with him. I don't, you know, I'm not a coach. Um, if it's going well and he's not playing, there's something to be said there, and he rightfully deserves to be moved out of there where he can get some playing time. All right, so here, here's the here's the synopsis in Eric Brandstrom. He is not a defensive defenseman. He is not going to be someone you rely on in your own zone, but he's an NHL defenseman in terms of his offensive ability. Eric Carlson's made a career out of it uh, as a prime example of someone who's just irrelevant defensively. Uh, Branstrom, I wouldn't even say he's to that point. I'd say I trust him more defensively than Eric Carlson. She doesn't have the, you know, the hundred, like borderline possible hundred point upside that Eric Carlson like has in his career at any given moment. But Eric Branstrom is a legitimate score. He has a legitimate scoring ability like out of the back end. And it's just a waste to not play him. If you're going to really just leave him as a scratch, go send him elsewhere, give him an opportunity to play because he'll go somewhere else. He'll go somewhere else and just flourish. Yeah, absolutely. So we could see these four names on the move. Uh, Definitely going to see Tony D'Angelo because like Chase said, the GM over there in New York said that it was his last game. He will not step on the ice with a Rangers sweater again. He is going to be moving on. So going to be interesting to continue to watch the progress on these possible trades. But Chase, I want to look back on a trade that happened earlier this year as Patrick Laine is going to make his official start for the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight on Tuesday. Yeah, you know, you had a, uh, or he had to wait, I should say, because of the COVID protocols, but he's good to go. It'll be exciting to see him get in the lineup. Um, you know, I pray, I don't know if we talked about it on here, if we just talked about it outside of this, but if if he can, or if Torts, I should say, if Torts can get Lani to play the type of game he wants him to play, he could be just like an Ovechkin-esque type of player, uh, play a good physical game, score a lot of goals, um, but still be like a reliable enough team guy. You know, Ovi in the last like three, four seasons 
has really been a true like like I don't want to say he's a defensive dynamo, but he's really improved his aspect of that game. Um, and he's just like really been a good team player. If they can get the same type of thing out of line, a, he could be a really special player. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see what he can do tonight in that Columbus Blue Jacket lineup, see where he's playing and see what kind of impact he can make. Uh, however, on the other side, Pierre-Luc Dubois has not played a game yet for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, he's stuck in quarantine as the federal government moles the exception of, uh, you know, him coming over and playing. So uh, that's got to be that's got to be a big hit for the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, it's that's the brutal thing about this whole COVID situation. Like a trade like this, you're, you know, cross border, uh, something, something like this to happen. It, it just sucks. It really sucks for uh, Winnipeg or any team that might make a trade like this. This might halt teams from making these trades going forward, really. Yeah, for sure. So um, we will keep you guys updated on the pure Luke Dubois news when he's going to play. Obviously, a star player. We want to keep you updated, even if it's not a Tampa player, when it's someone of that caliber. Uh, you, you know, you want to know when he's going to be playing. So finally, on today's episode, Chase, we're going to be talking about the stars of the month as January was when the NHL kicked back off. One month down, a couple more to go. We've got four names to mention here, starting with Joe Pavelski, James Van Riemsdyk, Connor McDavid, and Anze Kopitar. Yeah, so uh, what the whole thing is, usually there's a three stars of the month, but they just did one per division, um, which I, I kind of like. If, if you're not going to be playing, you know, cross division and everyone from, or at least one player from each division should get an opportunity to kind of represent the star of the month. So uh, Connor McDavid, um, I mean, in, in reality, if it wasn't for the way it's set up, the three stars of the month would have all been from the Canadian division, would have been McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Marner. Um, so it kind of sucks for Dreisaitl and Marner, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, McDavid, 22 points. Leon Dreisaitl is 21 points, so he would have been a lock for sure. Um, but, you know, Pavelski, JVR, and Kovatar, they, they've all been playing pretty well, too. And, you know, Ante Kovatar, he's got 12 points himself, uh, kind of bringing back his offensive game that, you know, you thought maybe had been kind of going to the wayside. Uh, Joe Pavelski's, you know, helping step up without Tyre Sagan in the lineup. And I'm going to be honest, uh, I've not paid, paid very much attention to the Flyers, so I don't even know what JVR is doing right now, um, but good for him. Yeah, so right now, JVR, five goals, eight assists, 13 points in 10 games. There Joe Pavelski, five goals, five assists, 10 points in six games. Ante Kopitar, one goal, 11 assists, uh, 12 points in eight games. And then Connor McDavid, he's the one that I wanted to hit on because I think there was a, a two-game stretch where just no offensive production came out of him whatsoever. The lines were um, really, I think, the big factor on why he wasn't producing. But in his last five games, he has 15 points. That's asinine. Yeah, it's 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 okay. Uh, he, he's, he's a decent hockey player, I'd have to say. Uh, and, you know, maybe, maybe not the best. He's not as good as me, but, you know, he's okay. True. Yeah. So I remember a lot of complaints from some Oilers fans on Twitter about how he had no production. And so I went back trying to find when those games were. And I looked through the last five games. I'm like, uh, five points, three points, two points, four points. I'm like, Geez, this guy has been on fire recently, um, and that would bring McDavid's total to eight goals, 14 assists, 22 points in 11 games. So he really has been on fire, and I I don't want to say it's because he's in the North Division, but I kind of do want to say that. 
Well, uh, let's let's keep it real. The, the North Division, there's there's a couple weaker Canadian teams. Um, but a team that I thought was going to be weaker that's really surprising is Montreal. They, you know, they've been playing well. So, um, you know, Edmonton, they, they've played Toronto. I'm pretty sure they played Montreal, too. Um, so, like, they, they've they, they've had some decent matchups. Um, but at the same time, when you get to put up eight goals against the Ottawa Senators, that kind of helps boost your stats. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's really cool to see that only two of the teams have a negative point um, – Point percentage, I guess, less than 500 point percentage. Uh, and that's the Edmonton Oilers and the Ottawa Senators. But Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Calgary, all over 500 in their win percentage. So uh, pretty cool to see. But then you look at Ottawa's abysmal negative 22 goal differential. That's really tough to see. But uh, those are the stars of the week. Um, the top four teams in the NHL currently, you've got the Toronto Maple Leafs in the north, the Philadelphia Flyers in the East, the St. Louis Blues in the West, and then the Florida Panthers in the Central. So that's going to do it for the January wrap-up, and that's really going to do it for the show, guys. Uh, we got Hockey Name of the Day here, but uh, yeah. Uh, before I move on, uh, your Shaft and Rookie of the Month, which I noted in here, uh, Vitek oh, Vanacek yes. for the Washington Capitals. He's played really well with Ilya Simsonov, you know, missing time because of COVID. Uh, Vanchak, he's looked really good so far, so I just wanted to give him a little nod, too. That's true. I did not mean to shaft Vanacek. He has played pretty nicely and has helped Washington Capitals slot into that number two position in the East. But we now move on to hockey name of the day. Chase, we have Tim Grossniklaus. Tim Grossniklaus. Just very simple, yet fun name. Uh, so our boy, uh, Mr. Grossniklaus, he is a 25-year-old Swiss defenseman currently playing uh, within the uh, the NL, which is the National League, the top league in Switzerland. Three points, 30 games, uh, you know, nothing special. But I just, I love that name, Grossniklaus, because, like, I mean, when I think of that, you know, gross in German just means big, so I just think of Big Santa. Yeah, I was going to say the Klaus definitely got me thinking of Santa. And you know what's weird? I saw Christmas stuff on my Twitter time, like a Christmas video on my Twitter timeline the other day. And it it made me want Christmas, which stinks. But uh, we just got done with Christmas, but I want it back already. And now you're now you're throwing Santa Claus at me. Come on, Chase. (laughs) Well, don't worry. You only got 11 more months. Oh, boy. That's going to be a long time. But uh, that's going to do it for the episode, guys. We want to thank you for coming out. Uh, We're going to have Chase give you a little update on where you can find our socials and all the other stuff that you could possibly do. As always, I want to thank you for listening. Want to check us out on Patreon. Support us that way. We'd really appreciate it. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast. That is at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter, at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. And then follow WNP on Twitter if you want to hear some football talk at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Uh, we'll do some hockey talk on there too, I'm sure, with the offseason for football coming around. We're not have as much to talk about. Uh, but it is uh, primarily football shows since we get our hockey talk on in here. So make sure to follow all three of those. Uh, you know, we, we, we post updates uh, about what's going on with, with our, our podcasts on both of those. Uh, the Hockey Podcast Network, they do giveaways. They're still doing their jersey contest, so make sure to go vote in on that. Um, so if, if you're not following them, you're not going to be able to see those tweets. But make sure to check out the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts within the network right there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Whoever listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. Tweet at us, DM us. And do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. 
Thank you so much for listening, guys. Tomorrow is Friday. Be excited about that. Uh, But we will talk to you later.